Yes. Okay. Let this pan out. Pussy power. Hey, fantastic friends. So I ended my last episode talking about pussy power. If you haven't heard that first episode, please go back. Now, a lot of people might not remember, especially if you weren't born around this time, there was a big scandal with Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton as our former president. From my perspective as a teenager at that time, watching this scandal unravel in the White House, I saw Monica as a woman who knew how to use her pussy to get power. Now, there are so many angles, and I know there is a truth to that story. But every time I saw a woman in a high-ranking position, I always thought to myself, how do I get there and how do I get to the point of power? My mind was constantly thinking about the many ways a woman can use her body as a token for power. I mean, men do it all the time, my little teenage brain was saying, and it was driving me sexually crazy. I wanted to tap into that because I was getting more and more involved in understanding my sexuality. And during this time, I wasn't in a position of having the mindset of being bicurious. But as I became more observant of my surrounding, I did a little research on this. And there has actually been clinical facts that teenagers and or men in general think of some type of sex act every three seconds. Well, for a raging hormone teenager, I felt like it was every 0.009 seconds. Why was I craving for this? What does the brain seem to only focus on one thing and one thing only? It becomes such an obsession to prove something. Who are we proving? What is there to prove? All I wanted to know is find that secret sauce to the pussy power recipe. I don't know, but I was going to find out. One of my first serious heterosexual relationships at the age of 15. I got involved with a boy. Now, isn't there a scene that you find love in all the wrong places? Well, that was me and this boy. And when I saw him, oh my gosh, I guess it's true that love is blind. Mixing with the teenage mindset and those hormones, we wanted to hump everywhere and on top of anything during this time. Now, we can't mix raging hormones with mental instability well, this is the reason why. It's because I met my first boyfriend, official boyfriend, at a treatment center. Yeah, remember when I said finding love in all the wrong places? Well, that's definitely as closest to picking a guy up on a bar. A teenage version. And boy, oh boy, once we were discharged from the treatment center, there was no holding back, exploring locations on top of balconies, a pickup truck back seat, and diving deep into using knives, black candles, and lights. Oh my. I began to understand the power of pussy. How can I please myself as well as please my partner to the point that they're asking and begging for more? That high rush of adrenaline, it felt so good. The natural drug I just couldn't get enough of. I thought to myself, what else can I do? How can I get to that next level? There was something missing, of course. I already knew the answer. But I was too scared to go and open that door 
knowing that I was in a monogamous relationship. Unfortunately, as we matured into being adults, we had different goals and different mindsets. All is well. Now we have come to the point of 30 years later, and he pops back into your life. Now this is a scenario of how do you deal with being friends? It's such a gray line. As you probably heard at the end of my conversation, I'll be digging into it a little bit more deeply. No pun intended. I will continue my queer thoughts on the next episode and continue to listen on wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget those questions. Send in your questions and I will read them out loud on the next episode. Send your email to panoutpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Let this pan out. A queer podcast is a Transistor FM original podcast.